Well, dude, I just want to, I mean, I'm grateful for you. You've seriously changed my life and just everything. Huge mentor to me. And uh, you're 23, right? Yeah. So you've created a ton of success at a young age. You've made close to half a million dollars. Um, you've gotten married at age 21, 22. How old was I? I was 21 when I got married. Wow. And now you're yeah. leading a uh, organization of over 200 people. Um, yeah. And just accomplished a ton at such a young age. What uh, what has uh, what have you said has been the most impactful thing for you to create such a legacy at age twenty three? Man, well, thank you. First off, yeah. I really appreciate that that compliment. And um, I think likewise, Jacob. There's not a lot of people that I get to work with that are as disciplined and hardworking and as engaged as you are, and truly go all in. And so right back at you man you're truly a pleasure to work with and i'm extremely grateful for you and i've learned a ton from you over the past two years working together and it's just been so fun um your desire to win and to be a winner at everything you do is phenomenal and uh just the person you are inspires me so cool. thank you yeah thank um you. but for me i i guess in life i think that i just have a hunger to be great I truly do. And it's in everything I do. It doesn't matter what I've done in my life. I want to be the best at it. Um, and I will work extremely, extremely hard to become the best at it. I'll work extremely, extremely hard to get in the rooms with the right people who have done it really well so that I can go do it really well. And and I, I've been really blessed to be around some amazing people, um, starting from, you know, where I came from and and the people I grew up with and my parents always put me around really cool, good people. I've, I've just been very blessed. I feel tr extremely, extremely blessed to have to be around so many awesome people. And so that's, I think, what's contributed to a lot of my success and and let me feed that hunger to be great. Yeah. I went to this dinner uh, last night. And okay. I feel like one of the most important things is just getting right, around the right kind of people. Yeah. Well, what has that done for you as far as like... Uh, being around your dad, who is a successful man, your your whole family, uh, Blake, just everyone around you. What has that done for you, being around the right kind of people? Yeah, it's everything. Um, and I was listening to a podcast this morning, too, on this. And it's like you just find the people that emulate what you want to be in that specific field and be around them. And in turn, you'll learn the ways, too. It's like I am not great at everything, but if I can find someone who's great at something and be around them and emulate them and learn from them, then I will be successful because on my own, I, I, I truly, everyone has to learn the skills. Everyone has to go through the processes to get good at specific things. But when you're around the people that are doing the right things and, and are world-class at something, you know, you're going to become world-class too. And so it's whatever you want to do. If you want to become an amazing basketball player, and I wish I knew this in high school a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I did okay in high school sports. I, I worked really hard, but I wish I would have found like the best high school basketball player my age in Arizona and like just hung out with him, you yeah. know, instead of just hanging out with my guys that we played church ball together and we're all like the same level, you know, <laughs> and we're all like, oh, you made a three point. I don't know. You know, it's like, dude, I, I think in anything in life, if you can just get around the people that are doing the best at things, you're going to become so successful. And I, I think of Blake Erickson, you know, there's, there's nobody who's grown faster and in, in, within the pest control recruiting world and within sales leadership than him, you mm -hmm. know, he's two years older than me. Um, and, 
but he's done so much. And so when I, and I didn't always work for Blake. And at one time I really didn't want to work for Blake. Mm -hmm. Um, because he actually stole some recruits from me and I was kind of mad at him. Um, but if you can't beat him, join him. Right. We learned from Kevin Durant. Um, but, uh, um, I have learned so much from Blake because he's the best at recruit. He's the best sales leader I've ever been around. He's the best recruiter I've ever been around by 10, 10x what I've ever seen. And he's willing to pour into me too. And not just, and with Blake, it's not just being around him that like, like not, you, not only do you just get to be around Blake, but he directly coaches me and mm-hmm. helps me. And I come to him with a problem and he'll help me get over that. And you've experienced that too with Blake. And I think that it's so cool to have guys like him, mentors like him around us. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I, it's actually changed my life living down here in Utah yeah. compared to Washington. Yeah. Because um, there's just no one in, I mean, there's people, but there's not tons of people trying to be successful in life. Yeah. And so just getting around the right kind of people, you'll, you'll soon become them. So definitely cool. You think you would have made it to the NBA if you got around a... Uh, the right kind of people at the age of 10 years old? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, my genetics, I mean, I'm 6'3", but... You can dunk. I dunked at a time. I'm not dunking right now currently, unfortunately. Um, I don't think so. But, okay. uh, you know, maybe college ball. Cool. Put some college ball somewhere. Nice. And then you, oh. so you went to BYU. I did. And then bef- <laughs> and then you went on a mission right out of high school. Yes. So, I, yeah, I went on a mission before I went to BYU. Okay, cool. Yeah. From your mission, I guess, what is the biggest thing you learned from just serving God? Holy cow, dude. My mission was the most impactful event in my life. And it wasn't just the fact that um, I learned, not just that I grow closer to God, but I learned more who I was as a person. And I think one of the biggest lessons I learned on my mission that carries with me every single day is when I was in the mission field for about, I don't know, I was in the Philippines probably for four or five months at this point. And I, I had a companion. In a, as a missionary, you have a companion, someone when you're with 24-7. And we just weren't aligned, man. He was he was out there not to work hard. and um, I mean, he was out there to work hard. But maybe he was going through a tough time. I don't know. But we just weren't aligned. And it was really tough for me because I was kind of newer. I hadn't mastered the language. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to work, man. I'm a workhorse. I wanted to get out and, and knock doors and, and go meet people and go meet members. And and this guy was just kind of holding me back. And the area was tough. We hadn't found a lot of success. Um, so, yeah, I, did. I had a tough companion. Hadn't found a lot of success. Um, and I wasn't really happy. And we talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ and as a missionary. And we, talk, we try to teach it that it brings happiness. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't happy. And I'm like, man, I, I was really struggling at this point. And, and it was, I was in this area and it just wasn't good. But I, in that, there was a certain day where I, there was a hammock outside of our apartment and we were supposed to be working in this moment, but my companion was actually decided he wanted to take a nap. And so I was livid, but I went out and sat on this hammock and I uh, was just thinking to myself and kind of looking out over this balcony, over the city. And in that moment, I realized that I have complete control over my joy. Mm-hmm. I can choose to be happy in any situation. And with a, with someone, with a companion that I'm aligned with in an area that, that the work's not going good, I'm sweating everything off, you know, it's, it's tough. I was not happy. I chose in that moment that I can dictate my happiness based on a choice. 
and I could find joy based on a choice. And uh, man, that 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 moment has changed my life um, because now I I just choose. You know, there's a lot of crappy stuff that happens in life. That's inevitable. Yeah. But I can choose to be happy, and I know that I can uh, choose to, um, you know, I, I can choose to have a positive outlook on things. Yeah. And so that's something that's really stayed with me forever. But uh, along with that, I learned on my mission how to plan really well, weekly plan and daily plan. Man, it's something that I got away from, but I'm getting back into and really loving. That's cool love it a ton and and i just the the relationships that i gained with with mission companions and and of course with god and and i know more of you know we talk about living our life by design mm-hmm. um and i know what i want spiritually out of life and so that design spiritually what i want my spiritual life to look like it set a really clear path for me as a missionary what i want that to look like and so now i I just know what that plan needs to look like for the rest of my life. And I was just, can I execute? <laughs> That's cool. So. I feel like a lot of times, like for you and your mission, there's going to be times where it's you, you have depression, you have anxiety, you have fear, you have times where you just hate being where you're at or just different feelings. And I feel like sometimes in, in this world that our feelings control our actions. Yeah. But how did you like, I know you decided to just look for joy, but for people who like deal with depression, fear, anxiety, and, to not take action on certain things because their feelings hold them back. How would you get over that? That's tough. I, I, I don't struggle with impression, depression and anxiety like I know some people do. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had a, a fair amount of anxiety in my life and, and things like that. Um, but one thing that, that I've done in those moments um, when it, when it kind of, yeah, when you're not acting because of it, um, I think that... I think the biggest thing you can do is is reflect on gratitude and, and kind of look at what you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of get your headspace out of it. It's kind of a negative headspace. So you got to flip the switch a little bit and get it in a positive light. And so I think that that's number one is maybe do a gratitude journal if you're kind of in that moment. Write down 10 things you're grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing too was just get out of the environment that you're currently in. Go for a walk. You know, mm-hmm. like if you're just truly in a moment where anxiety and depression's hitting hard, like just get out, go for a walk, like de- decompress, get some sunlight, you know, and and reflect on gratitude. Um, and and I think too that our brains are so powerful. And I know it sounds cliche, and a lot of the people that might have impre- depression and anxiety might not like this, but I truly think that you can choose joy. You can choose to just say, hey, look, this sucks. I'm a little bit, this brings me down or this gets me anxious, but I'm going to be happy and and I'm going to try my best to choose happiness and choose joy and push through this thing. Yeah. And so that's been me. That's been my mindset. And, uh, you know, even in summer sales and the job that we work in and recruiting, there's so many things that go bad. (laughs) And and I just choose joy and I choose to push through it. And anytime there's a negative thing, and now as a leader, it's like a lot of the guys that I manage go through hard things. And I have to be the one to, hey, it's okay, man. Like, let's push through this. And so I'm when I get the bad news or when something bad happens, I quickly turn to joy and, and try to try to just be like, hey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I don't know. It's a long answer, but that's, that's what I would do. No, that's good. I feel like also I, Blake was talking about this yesterday. As far as in life, there's so many limiting beliefs we have. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like it holds us back from the potential we actually can be. And I know Gary Vee talks about a ton where it's like we had a 400 trillion chance to one to be a human being and the highest power on earth um, that God created. 
And uh, I feel like so many people are, don't realize that or aren't grateful for it. But what have you done as far as just getting over limiting beliefs, either financially, health, everything? Like, what has you know, you've seen success in just breaking barriers in your mind? Yeah, dude, everyone has limiting beliefs. I have a ton. Yeah, <laughs> I seriously do. Still, <laughs> and I think the way that we're raised. What's your biggest one? Oh, dude, get me making me vulnerable here. I don't know. Um, one right now, uh, to, to be vulnerable with you, I don't own any real estate properties. Mm-hmm. And a uh, limiting belief that I have is it's really hard to get into one. Mm-hmm. And I've done a plenty of other investing. I, I've actually, I've invested in real estate and I have investments in real estate, but I personally do not own any real estate, like none in my name, right? Mm-hmm. I have money in real estate and other things. But... I have this limiting belief that it's really, really hard to get into properties and it's really, really hard to find a cash flowing property out there. Even though I know like Blake Erickson, you, Preston Tilly, all these guys are like, dude, like you can do it. I I just have that limiting belief right now and that's a big one for me right now and I know that I need to get over it. How do you plan on getting over it? Um, I want to get, and and I think I mentioned this in our leadership meeting the other night, I want to get more educated this year in real estate and in, you know, cash flow and in the taxes and in everything along with it. Um, and so that's kind of my plan is I'm just deep diving into a lot of these different things. I want to understand really, I, I want to like, there's a difference between people on social media telling you you need to buy a house because it cash flows or telling you you need to buy a house be- because of this tax write off or tax, you can, you know, cost segregation or whatever. I want to learn those things and kind of master them. Mm-hmm. And I know that's going to hold me back a little bit, maybe. <laughs> Probably it probably is. It's a little bit of analysis by paralysis. Yeah, definitely is. But I just, I just want to understand it fully before I get into something. And so that's holding me back right now. It's a limiting belief of mine. But I'm working hard to overcome it. It's not something that's going to hold me back for a long time. Yeah. And I know that it's easier than I'm making it seem in my head to get into a property. Yeah. So. No, I I have those same limiting beliefs. Um, still in real estate. Like I I probably took a four or five months off of not doing any real estate. And so you forget if you can actually do it or not. Yeah. But consistently just learning. And uh, I challenge you just to take action in it. I will. In something. Yeah. But uh, no, that's cool. Yeah. So like, as far as like, would you say to get over limiting beliefs in the past, what have you done? So I think goal setting is the start. Yeah. Right. Because in our, in our brains, um, what was the quote yesterday? I'm gonna pull it up. Yeah, pull the it one up. that Blake said, because it's massive. Um, and I really like it. I took a picture of it. Okay, so this is the quote he said yesterday: "Possibility exists, but limitations are created." And so for me, I, and I think everything's created spiritually before it is physically, right? So, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Casey Boss talked about that a lot, and we've talked about that before. So, you have this idea right? And you create this idea in your head, like, Hey, I'm going to sell 300 K or Hey, I'm going to make a million dollars this year or whatever it might be. You create that physically, spiritually in your mind, you create that possibility. Okay. The way I've overcome these in the past is I've set a goal, like thought of that idea, put it on paper, and then I reversed engineer how I'm going to go hit that goal. Mm -hmm. And then I've just taken massive action every day to hit that thing. That's how I've overcome limiting beliefs in my life. 
Um, and it's very difficult. Um, and it takes repetition, daily repetition, you know, staying positive and saying, hey, I can actually hit this thing that I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love the quote. This is my biggest quote. I probably share it the most, but it's about goal setting. It's Alex Hermosi, one of the goats. Um, when he talks about goal setting, um, he says, set, set the goal. I'm paraphrasing here, but set the goal and do so much work that it would be unreasonable that you do not hit your goal. Or he says thing when he does his quote, but whatever. <laughs> he likes the word thing a lot. I like it, but he makes it so simple. So it's like set whatever that limiting belief is, get, well, whatever your possibility is, think of the, think of what you want to do. So I want to make a million dollars. Okay. I'm going to do so much work. that it would be unreasonable for me not to make a million dollars this year. Mm-hmm. And then it's just execution. So I would say the way to overcome limiting beliefs, believe you can do it, create it spiritually, and then take massive action every single day until you accomplish your thing. Because it's very, very hard to overcome limiting beliefs. And if you're not taking massive daily action, you're not going to overcome it. It's going to remain a limiting belief for you. And so sometimes uh, we think it's easy to overcome limiting beliefs. From my experience, it's very difficult, but it just takes so much work. Like for me... One of the biggest feats I'd say that that we we did last year is like, dude, we had we had one team in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I had this limiting belief that I was a one team manager, like I can manage one sales team, mm-hmm. um, and I I kind of set this impossible goal or this limiting belief of mine that I'm a one team manager. I said, look, I'm gonna sign a hundred dudes to sell pest control with us. Yeah, you know, and that was that was a limiting belief, and then I put in so much effort that it would be unreasonable for me not to sign 100 guys. And we signed 200, mm-hmm. you know, and we we demolished that limiting belief. And I think now it's like, I like you've seen that, like you can sign 100 guys and you're going to sign 100 guys. Maybe you're, you're probably over 100. What are you at right now? I mean, you're, you're massively over that, right? Yeah, I think we're at like 110 or something. Yeah, so it's like, dude, like to think that, you know, I would be able to go do that. And then someone on that team could go out and do that. It's like unreal. So that that's my biggest example, maybe with a limiting belief that I've overcome in my life. And it just goes back to that quote, do so much work that it'd be unreasonable that you don't hit your goal. Hmm. Shout out Hermosi, man. Changed, the goat. changed my mindset on that for real. That's cool. So That's awesome. As far as uh, vision, I feel like everyone who is 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 goes into college, doesn't know what they want to do, gets in debt and just kind of lost in the world, how do you find vision? Like, how do you find yours to do door-to-door sales, get married, kind of have a plan? How do you how do you find vision for your life? Yeah, it's really hard to take the long view. Mm-hmm. I feel like the 18 to 25-year-old range that we're in, guys are so, like, in instant gratification. They're so, like, what's happening next week, what's happening next month, but not what's happening in a decade, mm-hmm. right? And so... I feel like one of my superpowers that I've always had is I feel like I've been a little bit mat- more mature than my age group. I don't know why. I'm the oldest of, you know, uh, there's five siblings. I'm the oldest of five, and maybe that's something to do with it. My dad's a really, I think, mature guy. Um, but I guess the point I'm getting to is um, the vision that I created for my life, I created it by having a long view and saying, look, I want to have a family. Um, and step one of that is to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, the vision too is to, to be financially free at a young age so I can go serve people and, and live, live life by design. Truly. I want to be able to be in complete control and design my life and everything I do 
it needs to be by the design that I've created. And so I think the vision that I've had is I've just been good at that because of the level of maturity that I think I, I, I had from early on. Um, I've been good at being able to design my life. And so a big part of that life, the life that I'm trying to design is, is being financially free mm-hmm. and having a, an awesome family where we're just like super close, a lot of love. And, um, and step one to that was, was uh, finding jewels and, and getting married. And so that was an awesome experience. And then, you know, now I have my wife and we're on our way to create that family. The vision's still there. Cool. Um, but the vision is to also... You know, and she has the vision too. That's an also a massive thing. You got to find yeah. a girl who has that vision. She wants to be financially free. She works her butt off, um, and she's awesome. Um, and she supports me and, and me working really, really hard so that we can get to that vision. So, That's sorry, cool. I got off your question. What was your question like again? Well, I guess my, my the question is just you're trying to find the vision, but what yeah. questions do you ask yourself to actually pull the answers out? It, within vision. Yeah, like. Is it, what do I want to accomplish in five years? Is it, who do I want to be remembered as? Or what is, what are the questions you ask yourself constantly? I ask my question a lot. Like, what is my, what do I want my life to look like in five, 10 years? I honestly ask my, that's my, my, that question. I ask myself that a lot. What does it look like in five years? Dude, um, five years from now. Um, and a lot of guys are going to push and say, like, I want to be retired. You know, I want to be a millionaire or whatever. I don't know what it's going to look like 100% in five years. But mm-hmm. my vision, five years from now, we have a couple kids, you know. Um, I want to be in, you know, and have, have a nice house in five years. Um, I want to have, um, I want to have hit my goal with, with, with like the amount of cash flow that I want per month. Because that's like something that I'm pretty clear on. Yeah. Um, is What's like the cash flow? The cash flow to start, like, I think 25 grand a, a month gets me to where I want to be. I know that's kind of low. That's just, like, starting point. I think that would be massive. Um, and I've created – the cool part about me, I think, is I've created cash flow monthly in a lot of other ways besides real estate. Mm-hmm. And I know real estate is king, and I know I need to get into real estate, and I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> but I've created cash flow in a lot of ways. Um, and so I know in order to get my goal, I need to get real estate, and I'm, I'm, we're getting there. But I've created cash flow in a lot of ways, and I've been creative to get cash flow. And there's other things. There's other businesses that I invest in, other businesses I'm, I'm looking to invest in that, that are going to create cash flow. So five years, couple kids, in a house, hit the cash flow goal, and I'm doing what I want to do. You know, um, I can see myself still rolling with what we're doing here in five years. I can see myself um, – you know, having started the business that a uh, business that I want to start, and and that's what's bringing in the income. Mm-hmm. But I don't see myself retired in five years. But I I see that, and I see myself having the time and freedom to be able to it, put in the time with the family and do the things that we need to travel, whatever that looks like, and serve others um, in five years. So you know, it's, we're on we're on path, but on the path to do that. That's cool. No, you're gonna be a legend. Yeah. Um. Well, I guess my next question for you, as far as like marriage, you got married at 21. Yeah. Why so young? Good question. Um, I found the right person for me and I didn't want to wait. You yeah. Know? I, so I got back from my mission. I was 19 when I got back from my mission, which is a little bit unique. Um, most guys, um, and I finished my mission, um, the reason why I was 19 is because 
of COVID, uh, COVID-19. And so a couple of missionaries, we came home in like 20 months because mm-hmm. the virus hit and they didn't reassign us. So I was in a unique situation where I was super young coming off a mission. Like my brother, he's on a mission right now in Alaska. He left when he was 19. Alaska. Yeah, he was 19 when he left and he's going to come back at 21. So I was 19. I was super young to come back from a mission. Um, I turned 20, though, shortly after in my first summer of sales. And then um, after I got back from my first summer of sales, um, I just started dating a ton. Um, it was August, September, October. Dated a ton of girls. My goal was literally to go on a date, like, I don't know, like every <laughs> night. I just wanted to meet as many girls as I could. Um, and I found Jules three months after I start, got to BYU and started going to school. And um, it was just different with her. And, um, you know, things, you know, we hung out first night. It wasn't even a date. Um, she just showed up with a couple of friends at, at uh, the townhouse I was living in. Um, and, uh, you know, from there, it's just, I don't know, just awesome. And we dated for a whole year. She stuck with me through a summer. We dated for actually like 15 months Then we got married. So, um, I think getting married was really important to me. Um, again, I, I feel like I've had a higher level of maturity than a lot of guys my age group growing up and also when I got married too. So I felt like it was the right move for me to make. And, and, um, yeah, it's been great. That's I, cool. I think that getting married has helped me progress in my career a lot more too, because now it's like, dude, I have someone to support. Yeah. It's not just about me anymore. And so I've taken, um, my career a lot more seriously. And I, I recommend it to, to guys who are in an age group, get married young, as long as it's the right girl for you, like make sure that it's the right girl. But get married young because and, – and get some, married with someone who has the same vision as you. Because mm-hmm. if you're married with someone who has the same vision as you, she's going to push you to work harder than you would on your own. You almost have like a 24-7 accountability partner. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. It's really, really cool. And I hold her accountable to her goals too. And, and um, you know, we just we – just, it's a new year. And so we sat down and, and, and designed 2024, what we want 2024 to look like as a couple. Yeah. And, man, it fired me up, dude. It's like – She's got some awesome goals. I got some awesome goals. We want to do some awesome things this year. And I probably wouldn't have been as fired up if I did that alone. Huh. What's so. the one big thing you're going to accomplish this year? Or the one impossible thing that scares you? <clears throat> the, the one thing that I'm going to accomplish this year is we're going to go out and we're going to do, we're going to do 10 million um, as a group. Pox Elevate's going to do 10 million in, in revenue this cool. year. And uh, I cannot wait for it to happen and, and I'm going to contribute to that leading from the front sales wise and um, it, it feels impossible because you know it's more than double what we did last year mm-hmm. um, and it scares we me we did 4 million last year yeah yeah, more than double what we did Matt's doing a golden door so Matt's doing a golden door Matt's going to do it alone <laughs> so that, that and that scares me you know yeah. like there's a lot of things that scare me about that um, but I put in more work this year than I did last year. Yeah. And I feel like, um, the group that we have is, um, better trained and people are taking more accountability than they yeah. were last year. Yeah. What, what's the uh, most amount of money you've made doing door to door sales? Um, the most amount of money I've made, uh, we'll see this year. Okay. But last year I made 200 grand. Doing doing door door sales in four months. In four months. months, yeah, four or five months. It was um, pretty pretty awesome. 
yeah. uh, making that amount. And it's really cool because I, I love the door-to-door space, but a lot of people within the door-to-door space are like, hey, I'm going to get the new car or whatever. Yeah. I've, my focus has always been creating a gap where my, my living expenses stay the same, but my earnings go up. And so the big that gap is wealth. And so that gap, taking it and, and investing it and applying it and putting it in other places and, and living below my means has always been my mindset within door-to-door. And so I'm super blessed to have made the amount of money I made within door-to-door. Um, and I've had some really good years. Even before I made 200 grand, I had some really good years. And I've been able to save a lot of it and invest a lot of it and use a lot of it to, um, to do good. Um, and, and that money's going to create a life for me so i'm able to, me and my family are able to go out and do good things and serve others if someone were to if their goal is to go out and make multiple six figures in a year what should they know like what does it really take to make two three hundred grand in a short period of time it's dang hard yeah. except that um but i think that um the the biggest thing they should know is i'm gonna go back to the alex hermosi quote yeah um just do so much work that it'll be unreasonable. Like set a goal, what you want to hit, and then just do so much work that it'll be unreasonable for you not to get there. And that's all I've ever done mm-hmm. within that space, uh, within door to door. And just know that you know summers are, are the hardest time of the year. Every summer seems to get harder too, yeah. as you continue to manage more people or as you continue to sell more. It just gets harder and harder. It doesn't get easier, yeah, um, because there's just more things there. Is money everything? No, money's not everything. No. What, uh, what else is important to you? Um, family's number one. Well, God's number one. Family's number two. Um, and I'd probably put finances number three. Yeah. Um, but my relationship with God um, is what drives me. And then my relationship with my wife and my family. What does God well. do for you, though? Like, like your relationship with him, what does that do to drive you or? What have you learned from just having a close relationship with God? Because I feel like I don't have it that much, really. Yeah. I think it's really important to be spiritually aligned with whatever form of deity that you worship, right? Yeah. And I feel like, um, whether it's Jesus Christ or God the Father or whoever, you know, that is. But for me, um, having a relationship with, with God the Father and, you know, have, being able to have the faith then when I pray that I know that he's listening and someone's there. Mm-hmm. There's been so many stories and examples in my life of, of times that I have felt God's love for me as an individual. Um, and so that's so important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it might seem cliche to feel loved by someone. But to know that, that he's there and that he loves us is some of the most important truths that well, one of the most important truths that I've come to know and I've seen others come to know uh, on on earth. And I also think that coming to know that we have a Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for us and has felt everything that we've felt. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, depression, pain, it doesn't matter. And for every person that's been on this earth, he's felt it all. And so in any moment that I'm in, I know that I have someone by my side who's felt that and can take that pain away, right? He bears our burdens. Mm-hmm. And that relationship has done so much for me. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, one of my big goals this year is to get closer to God. 
um, trying to go to church every week. Good. Try to pray every day. Good. It's awesome. It's yeah. so good. That's cool. I felt it a lot on the doors this last summer. Yeah. Like for me to go hit big numbers, uh, well, not even that big, but okay numbers, I, I felt like there was no way I could have done it without someone just watching over me and, and keeping me in the attitude and the, the consistency, that, consistency that I had to be in. Yeah. So it's absolutely changed my life and this last summer and just trying to keep that. Um, I feel like a lot of times, too, the most growth comes from just being uncomfortable. What, a, what do you ha- do right now to stay uncomfortable? It's a good question. I try to not say no to things that will get me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. There's always opportunities like that. And um, we do a lot of recruiting in our job right now. And um, any opportunity that I see within recruiting or anything that I think will drive that, I'm going to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that keeps me pretty uncomfortable. My my big ambitious recruiting goals keep me uncomfortable yeah. because I know I'm not there yet. Yeah. Right. So my goals keep me uncomfortable and the daily actions that I need to take within those goals keep me uncomfortable. Um, and I, I think too, just having for a long, for, for a long time, I was, I was okay with not working out every day um, in the past. And this year, well, since the end of last summer and up until now, and it continues to be my focus is just six days a week. I need to work out. And so that's been uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. I got, I think I got married and kind of slacked off a little bit. <laughs> um, and that was really bad, you know, and that's not me. And yeah. so realigning with my health goals has been uncomfortable for me. And it still is, a, is still a battle to work out every day yeah. to do something. What has it done as far as like for your health, for you to... For my health, I feel, I feel awesome. Yeah. I feel a lot better. I can run up and down a basketball court and yeah. stay in shape. So I'm on this no sugar diet with Blake. Yeah. And uh, it's actually, cha- it's, I, I've never felt this good about myself. Really? From just not eating crap all the time. That's good. Yeah. You should do it. Okay. I'll look all into right. that. Matt's, Matt's doing the seven day here soon. That's, that's insane. Fasting for seven days is unreal. Can you do it? I think I could. I, I think I could, but it would be, it would be a challenge for sure. And it would get me extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And it wouldn't be joy in, enjoyable <laughs> at all. Um, I'd hate it, but I yeah. could do it. Should we do a seven-day fast oh, next week? Oh, man. I'm not going to commit to that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. Um, well, dude, no. I, my last question for you, as far as you, Peter Douglas, you have five years now. And uh, we'll do another podcast. But what is one big thing that's like, all right, this has to be established within five years? For me? Yeah. Give me a sec. That's a good question. I, it's hard for me to answer because five years from now, I'll be 28. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm still in my twenties. Like I, I don't, if, if I'm going to sit here and say established, um, like my career won't be established at that point. It's going to, I'm 28. Like it's going to change. Like my finances are going to change. Mm-hmm. I'll say two things. And I think I don't know, almost like a theme of this podcast and something that I've talked about a bunch has been God and family. Those two things have to remain to be established and have to remain to be my priority in five years. Everything else will fall into place. Right? Yeah. We're all at the mercy of God and, and his plan for us. And and uh, and as far as the number one thing that I want established in five years is I want my relationship with God and, and Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ to still be intact and that still be my priority. 
Cool. And then I want my relationship with my wife to be stronger than ever. And I want to have started a family at age 28. So as far as like what I want established in five years, that's truly what's most important to me. Yeah. I, the finances will come. I, I'm a grinder. I will always, like, I have always found a way to, to be financially okay. Yeah. Um, and above my means. And, you know, we have investments and things that'll get us there. And there's always like, there's always opportunities. And, and I think having abundant mindset, there's infinite opportunity for me to go make money. And there's within the space too, infinite amount of people that I can work with and, and sales that I can go make in the, within the pest control space. So cool. that's my answer. I know it might not be what you're looking for, no, but uh, that's personally what's most important to me. Cool. No, those are all my questions, Pete. I all appreciate right. you being here. This is awesome. I appreciate it. This was, this was fun.